Well, welcome back to the West Side at Home podcast. This is Dave Steimers. Hey, today, do you want to talk about politics? Why not? What could go wrong? Why talk about politics right now? Well, for us in Ontario here right now, um, obvious statement is that we are not in a great place. It's a hard time with rising COVID-19 cases, a third wave, um, a stay-at-home order, There's mounting cases and uh, lots of people being hospitalized, lots of people in ICUs, people continuing to lose their life. It's difficult for so many of us um, to kind of come back to this place where we've really gone backwards and to grapple with what that means. It's difficult for us emotionally and mentally, physically and economically, and um, it's tough out there. And I've talked to some of my friends who work in hospitals, and I know some of you who listen to this uh, work in hospitals, and that's a tough place to be, a stressful, a tense, uh, sad place to be. Uh, I know for many right now, even a scary place to be. And uh, as we wrestle with all of this, we look, especially even just in the last week or so, um, I've seen so many people who are speaking up and are really angry and upset with our governing officials on whatever level, maybe all levels, but so many people who um, are just voicing their frustration, their pain, their anger with our government, because our government officials make uh, really important decisions and decisions that affect all of us. And it's not that they're the only ones uh, who are responsible for um, working through a pandemic or something like this. We all have our part in different ways, but they they have certainly um, big responsibilities and their decisions have a huge impact on a lot of people. And so naturally, there are uh, very emotional responses to decisions that are made and announcements that are made. And as we look at kind of where we're at and how things are going and what decisions have been made, I understand there's a lot of anger and there's a lot of emotion and a lot of that um, geared towards our government officials. And I think we need to do something with that. I think we need to figure out how we're going to respond. So let me uh, just walk through some things that I think my opinion and a couple scriptures that I think are important. Number one, as a citizen in a democratic country and region, I think our elected officials um, should be held accountable to the people that they represent. And I do believe um, whether you think they're good or not, there are mechanisms for doing that. I think our government officials, um, again, they represent our people um, and they they do make decisions that have a big impact on a lot of people. And so um, they should be making the wisest decisions that they can. I think that they should be willing to change course when, when they need to be. And I think that um, as part of their job, um, the, the citizens of whatever region, country, province, whatever level you're talking about, um, should have a voice to speak to that. And they should be accountable to their decisions and how they go. As a Christian, I think we need to respond on a a different level. A couple of scriptures that I think might be important as we think through how do we deal with this. And again, you're entitled to your opinion and you're entitled to think what you think. And I am what I think. And and we're entitled again in a democratic place of the world um, to be able to to voice those opinions and to hold our leaders accountable in, in the proper channels. There's a couple scriptures I think are important as uh, as a Christian, uh, how we think through uh, how we relate to our government. One of them is in Romans chapter 13. And this is a text that I think is a lot of times 
misunderstood. But the Apostle Paul, and listen, when we're doing um, any work in the letters of the New Testament, we need to be careful. These are all situated in specific contexts, and sometimes it's advice given to specific contexts. It's really easy for us just to take kind of a soundbite out of these texts and universalize an application. But that can be dangerous because our context is so different. And so we just have to do some work to figure out what's the context and what are the writers saying and why are they saying it and to who and when. And then we sort of do some hard work to figure out how much of it applies to us and in what ways. But in Romans 13, Paul is talking about being submissive to the governing authorities. He says, let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Now, some people take stuff like that verse to say that, um, you know, God's picked every government, so do whatever they tell you to do. Well, that's really dangerous because there's some really great governments and there's some really terrible governments. And you can find actually a lot of stuff in in the Bible that is really critical of governments and that speaks subversively about governments. See, for example, Jesus. See the book of Revelation, um, which is really um, a, a very anti-empire book written in the time of Roman oppression of, of uh, Christian people besides the point. Here, Paul is saying, uh, be subject to the governing authorities. What does it mean? No authority except from God and those that exist have been instituted by God. The bottom line of that is, as much as any government is in charge, God is more in charge. So when you think, well, who's who's running the show? Our government has a lot of sway. And again, their decisions have a big impact on people, but ultimately they are under God. That is, God is even more in charge. So let's just get the flow right and make sure that we understand that we don't ultimately trust in a government. We ultimately trust in Christ. And then Paul's making the case here that, um, and again, this is in a specific um, context, but he's saying, listen, the rulers, they're not going to terrorize you for being good, but because you're doing bad things, so don't do bad things. And then he talks about fulfilling the law through love. You know, when you're, when you're loving people, that's what you're supposed to do. That's how you're supposed to bring about the kingdom of God. So you focus on that instead of, um, instead of maybe overthrowing the government is sort of the underlying premise of this chapter. So he's not saying all government is good and, and, you know, elected by God. And so they do everything right. He's saying, ultimately we trust in God and your part is to love. And so, um, you get on with loving people, loving your neighbor, doing those kind of things, not doing arbitrary things that are, you know, might get you killed. Now with that in mind, we switch over to first Timothy chapter two, different context, won't get into it, but Paul's writing to Timothy, kind of the protege, and uh, here's a verse, and I think this maybe is a little counterintuitive for us right now, but probably really important as we think through our response um, to whatever we're feeling about what the government is doing, isn't doing, announcements, decisions, all the rest of it. Maybe the most powerful thing that we can do. Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. He's saying something similar to here as he was in Romans chapter 13. Your job, your role is to live this life of peace, quiet, godly, dignified, 
to go on loving your neighbor, to doing the things that God has called you to do and the things that you can do, not the things that you can't do. But of course, the king, which we don't have a king, but those who are in high positions, those who make big decisions, decisions that affect all of us and and really carry weight. He says, I urge you that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving may be made for all people and specifically then for these people who are leading. Maybe the most powerful thing that we can do is to pray for our leaders. And I know many of us were, were hurt, were upset, were worried. And so maybe what, what we can do that will serve us best. And there's other things we can do. Again, I think we can raise our voices. I think we can um, do a myriad of things that uh, in the proper channels can be productive. But perhaps the most powerful thing that we can do is to pray for our leaders. I've often thought through this, and and again, there's all kinds of times along the way where I go, why are these decisions being made? Why is this happening? Why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing that? But there's all kinds of times where I've thought to myself, man, I am glad I am not a government official through all of this. Just uh, leading on that level, carrying the weight of responsibility for so many people and trying to make decisions that uh, are, are really complex. And there really are a lot of different factors that go into these decisions. I'm, I'm glad that um, some of these decisions I don't have to make and I don't have to carry the weight of that. <clears throat> and I wonder um, just what it's like to carry that weight, whether you're a prime minister or a premier or a mayor um, or something like that, and where your decisions do have so many ripples into so many people's lives. And so whether or not we agree or disagree with this decision or that decision or or whatever it is, uh, I think as human beings and as Christians, we have a a responsibility and even a privilege uh, to lift up our elected officials in prayer. So will you join me? And uh, I'm going to pray for for our elected officials. And uh, I just encourage you not just to do this as you listen to this podcast, but maybe to take some time uh, through your week to continue to remember those who are decision makers uh, in our government. Eternal God, we pray for our elected officials. Help us to see them as you see them, created in your image and in your likeness. Give us gracious and compassionate hearts as they lead and carry heavy responsibilities and make decisions that drastically impact many people. Give them wisdom. Help them to consult with those that can best help them. Help them to collaborate to make sure they can get important things done. Help them communicate well so as not to spark fear, but to give people direction and help. May their decisions bring peace, health, and stability to our region. Give them your peace, strength, and encouragement in tough moments. Grant them the strength and humility to admit their mistakes and change course when necessary. And help us to trust ultimately in you for our security, health, and well-being. Oh God, lead us and guide us. May your grace and mercy and presence be upon us today and always. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.